I'm heated. But that made me feel better. My, Miley Cyrus, guys, Heart of Glass, you gotta, you got to listen to that song. Some, and I'm embarrassed that I listened to Miley Cyrus, but I'm not anymore. I like her. And it's a great song. And I just thought of something. I've been down here for an hour trying to wind down a bit and I'm listening to Miley Cyrus and I do this and I hate that. I hate it when people go like this. My best friend, Steve Folk, okay, he was a cop in Duncan. He died under the age of 40. I don't know why I told you that. Some kind of cancer. And he was the best man on my wedding. And great guy. Great guy. I missed the shit out of the guy. Not allowed to swear. I miss him a lot. And I remember... <laughs> I hate this. Don't do this. Okay, that grosses me out. Remember when that was a big deal? Everybody was doing that. So I'm driving my cop car down Canada Avenue. And he's coming towards me. And he leans back in his cop car and does this. Just reminded me of that. I piss myself laughing. Piss myself laughing, even though I hate it so much. I couldn't stop laughing at that. Ah, oh, so funny. He came up to a call. We went to a we were at we were going to a domestic one night. We we're looking for a bad guy. And he pulls up. I'm outside, I'm on the front lawn looking for a bad guy. He's outside somewhere. And Steve rolls down his window and takes this flashlight. The brightest flashlight you've ever seen in your life. And he's shining around the neighborhood. And I'm like, Steve, what the hell's that? Because we didn't, back then, we didn't have any flashlights in our car. Nobody had a flashlight. And he's like, Ugh. Canadian Tire Man, one million candlelight. He loved his toys. He's, he loved his little gadgets. And that's what I loved about him. And I didn't even expect to uh, talk about him. But yeah, I miss the guy. He was a great guy, Steve Folk. And, holy shit. <laughs> this is for doom and gloom. Let's just stop talking about that. So I wake up, okay? I wake up in the morning. I wake up. Do you guys ever wake up at 4.30 in the morning, even though you don't have to work, you got nothing to do? No, of course you don't, right? You're not a lunatic. I'm a lunatic. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. And you know what I start? Th I'm laying there. I'm laying there. You know who comes in? You know who pops into my head? An inspector pops into my head. I'm like, get out of my head. I don't want you in my head right now. Why am I thinking of you? And I don't want, don't, don't send me emails or comments like, oh, you okay? You know, not sleeping. You're thinking of, I think about work, okay? I really, actually, I thought I would, when I started this podcast, man, I'm going to hammer people to the wall, but I'm, I don't want to do that. It doesn't make me feel good. And I'm not hammering him to the wall. And isn't it strange that things that happened to me that were wrong, I somehow want to protect the people, the offenders. And I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Why don't I just say it all? 
Maybe it has something to do with respecting them, even though in a lot of cases I shouldn't. See, that didn't make any sense. Anyway. So he pops into my head. And I start thinking about being held to this higher standard. We're always, all throughout my career, I was told by bosses countless times, Clint, you're held to a higher standard. And I'm like, who's coming up with this? Like, says who? Where does it say that in the book? What book? Show me where it says. I'm sure it's somewhere. I was told it for 20 years. I'm held to this higher standard, but the standard is ridiculous. It's almost impossible. Normal people standard. Police, up here, okay? That's the standard that you got to maintain. And if you get in trouble, well, you're held to a higher standard, you're going to get punished more. So all through my career... I was threatened that I was held to this higher standard and you have to live by it, right? You have to live by that standard, the higher one, because they're going to get you. They're going to get you if you deviate, if you fall under that line. I don't know where the line is, but it's a made-up line somewhere. They'll get you on anything. Did you hear about Dufresne and McIntyre? They were at a party the other night. They got drunk. What? They got drunk? Well, that's a code of conduct. Don't Just wait. Listen to this part. They had sex. They had sex? Whoa. They're married. That's unethical. That's a code of conduct. Get the paperwork out. Start working on this. You have to maintain this thing that is re- something that somebody has come up with And I don't know who this person is, but you have to somehow maintain almost something that's impossible. I think most police police officers get lucky throughout their career. And because you can't maintain it. You can't maintain the higher standard. That was such a dumb example. But that's, that's the truth. It would be something like that. Code of conduct. Discredit to the force or whatever they call it. I don't even know what they call it. And you have to live like that throughout your career. And when I retired, not only did I drop my standard, I mean... I mean, we're talking touching the floor. And it felt good. It felt good to get rid of that higher standard. You know what I mean? If I get caught speeding, the only thing that's going to happen to me is a speeding ticket. If I tow my boat and it has the trailer has no insurance, it's not a code of conduct. It's just, I don't know, five, six hundred bucks. God forbid I have a party and the cops come, right? Holy shit. That would have been trouble. But now, you know, what are the cops going to do if I have a party? Are they going to give me a ticket for a noise complaint? Whoopee, ding dong. That's 100 bucks. Go ahead. So it feels good. It feels relaxing. 
And I'm going to do an episode on higher standard. I don't want to sit here and talk about higher standard. It's just this, what I was thinking about my inspector laying in bed at 4.30 in the morning telling me about higher, sta higher standards. When I was nearing the end of my career, I don't know, started un unraveling a little bit. Kind of hard to talk about, but I could feel myself unravel. And I had a choice to make, right? Do I quit? Do I continue? You know, I always say I'm retired, but... Did I quit? Or am I retired? Might have quit. I came to a point where, like... I got a... Okay, it's either my family or the RCMP. Not everybody's like that, but I had to make a decision. I chose my family, thank God. But I met... So here's the story. <laughs> it's 3.30 in the morning. It's my day off. I'm not working. I wake up at 3.30 in the morning. Can't sleep. I went to bed at midnight. Can't sleep. So I'm like, what am I going to do? There's no coffee in the house. I'm not going back to bed. I need coffee. When I wake up in the morning, I need coffee. So I hop in my car. And I start driving down the road. I guess I'm speeding because I get pulled over. Let me tell you something, guys. When you get pulled over by a police officer, don't get out of your car. Never get out of your car. Don't ever do it. Okay? It scares the cop. We've seen the videos. We see what happens. When you get out of a car, when you're pulled over, there's one thing that goes through the mind of a police officer, and that is weapon. That is gun. He's got a gun. You've seen the videos. Get back in your car. Get back in your car. We don't have control of you. Get back in your car. We lose it. We lose our minds because we're worried. You're unpredictable. And we know what can happen. So I get pulled over, and I'm sitting in my car, and I'm like, damn it. He's going to come up to my car, and he's going to see that the window doesn't work because I have, I have a pen holding up the window. It's stuck between the window, in between the window and the door, and it's the only thing that keeps my window up. Now, if the cop comes up, He's going to see that my window's broken. I didn't want him to see that. I didn't want to get in trouble. So he pulls up behind me. What do I do? I get out of the car. Okay. He just about shits himself. He takes three steps back and grabs his gun like on his side. Like, and I'm like, whoa, dude, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. And he's like, Clint? I'm like, yeah, I'm just getting a coffee. 3.30 in the morning. And he's like, oh, okay, well, you're just speeding a little bit. Uh, I don't know, have a good night. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, I'll have a good night. So I go get my coffee, I go through the drive-thru. He pulls me over again. And I'm like, oh my, what now? Why is he pulling me over a second time? And now I, I can't, I'm not going to get, I don't make this mistake again. I don't know why I just didn't get out of the car, but I just ripped the window down, okay? 
I take the pen out. I should have did that to begin with. And he comes up to the door and he's like, Clint, I just wanted to tell you, man. You know, I I called it in. I called it in through dispatch. So everybody's heard it. All of dispatch has heard it. All of the detachment has heard it. Every member knows it. I'm like, okay, what? You got an expired driver's license. It expired a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, dude. Oh, how embarrassing. Don't tell anybody, okay? <laughs> Thanks. And I start driving away. I'm going home. And I look in the rear mirror. And he's like, what the hell? I just drove away <laughs> without a driver's license. I thought nothing of it. I come home. Ten minutes later, it's four in the morning. The whole house wakes up. It's the watch commander at the door. Livid. Lost his mind on me. Like, what are you doing? Driving without a driver's driver's license. You can't do that. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Wasn't even thinking. So there's two things there. I forgot to renew my driver's license. That's not unlike me. I started forgetting a lot of things towards the end. I'd go to work, it'd be three in the morning, and I'd be like, I, I, I think once I forgot to do the watch report. You do the watch report every day. I've done it for 20 years, almost. You don't forget to do the watch, but I would start forgetting things. So I forgot to renew my driver's license. Also, we lived at two places and the mail went to the other place. Doesn't matter. I don't know. I look back at it now. Was it? Was it because my mind was unraveling that I was being for like, why am I being so forgetful? Because the history of me, I've, I've never been that forgetful before. Although I remember, and I hate to, I hate to leave a story and go to another story, but I will go back to the story. Okay. I'm in depot. Guys, if you're in depot, renew your license, okay? Because you don't want to start work with an expired driver's license. I'm in depot. My driver's license expires. I graduate and I go to my detachment. And for three weeks, I drive with my trainer. Sorry. I drive with my trainer. We drive around town. She won't let me drive. I don't know why. It was kind of weird. I wanted to drive the cop car. And... Three weeks, no drive, and I just watched her drive. I wake up one morning to start shift, and I'm like, I think I'm going to drive. I have a feeling I'm going to be driving today, and guess what I did? I looked at my driver's license, and it was expired. <laughs> I lived in Cedar. I had to go to Duncan. What do you do? Well, I drove to Duncan. Okay, I drove without a driver's license. Kill me. I didn't know what to do. I was trying to hide it. But because I was so new, I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't know what kind of violation or policy. Well, I was breaking something, right? I was breaking the law, I guess. I was I was petrified. I go to work. And I'm like, please, please don't make me drive today. First thing my trainer, she throws the car keys at me. Goes, you're driving today. Like, I'm supposed to be excited about this, right? I'm like, oh, God. So I started driving with her without a driver's license. And it was around 11 o'clock at night, or 11 o'clock at 
in the morning after I've been driving around for about five, four hours. And I go up to Darren Lake and I'm like, Darren, don't tell anybody, okay? My driver's license expired. Can you please take me to the motor vehicle branch? And in uniform, I got my picture taken. I got my driver's license. Darren told everybody afterwards, and I didn't know he did. I think they had a good laugh. Point is, I forgot to renew my driver's license. I've done that before. I was in Langley in, I don't know, 2010. We just had a baby, and we're driving an Olympic lane. Did you know there's an Olympic lane? Apparently, there's an Olympic lane. I got pulled over by a motorbike cop. Vancouver Police Department pulls me over. I got no insurance on my truck. We got no insurance. He ca- he gets me out of the car. And he says, I'm not going to give you a ticket, but this is going to go in the books. I'm like, oh, is this, this is going to really make your books? I said that to him. This is going to make your books? He goes, oh, yeah. A Mountie driving in the Olympic lane with no insurance? <laughs> and I asked him, I said, what is an Olympic lane? And he goes, it's the Olympics? There's a lane? To this day, I don't even understand what he's talking. They had an Olympic lane on Hastings. So I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble, and I'm going to tell you, I can't believe how long this is. I'm going to tell you why I thought it was okay to drive away. I've never given anybody a speeding ticket. I always gave warnings. If I, if I pulled you over, which I did, and you had no insurance, nine times out of ten, I knew it was because you forgot to insure your vehicle. I'm not going to give you a $600 ticket. I'm going to tell you to drive. I'm going to tell you to go home and fix it. Go home and get insurance. Sometimes I would follow you home. I was like that. If somebody pulled, if I pulled somebody over, it was 3.30 in the morning. Not once did it enter into my head that I was doing a bad thing by going home. I'm going to fix it in the morning. Right? Not an excuse, I guess. I don't know. I still have a little problem with it. But we're... Inspector calls me that morning. Clinton, you need to come in here. So I go in there and I'm sitting in his office and he starts saying stuff like this to me. He goes, uh, this is how he started it. You got pulled over by a junior member and you told him not to tell anybody? And I'm like, oh, that looks terrible. That looks terrible on paper. And I'm like, sir, I... That's not what I meant. I was like, I was just letting the cop know I was embarrassed. Of course, everybody's going to know about it. I know everybody knows about it. I went over the radio. I know that. wasn't trying to hide it. I didn't actually mean don't tell anybody. But they're making as though corporal tells constable, well, you better not tell anybody. It's not what it was at all. I would never do that. It's not even me. So I ha- I'm trying to dig myself out of this. And I say, and he goes, I, and he goes, I have to call such and such section and uh, see if there's going to be a code, code of conduct. And I just about shit myself, right? I'd never had one before. And I'm like, code of conduct? Can't you just give me a ticket? 
Yeah, we might be doing that. We might just be giving you a ticket. I go back to work. The next block. And the watch commander that knocked on my door gave me a ticket. He was a real sweetheart. Gave me a ticket. And me and the wife, we didn't have a pot to piss in. And I don't know, after a few weeks, I'm thinking about all the people I let go. And me, for some reason, me and the inspector, we have another conversation about this. And I just let him know. I said, I don't like the ticket. You know, I just pulled over a guy. He didn't have insurance on his boat trailer. I told him to go home and get insurance on the boat trailer. I didn't give my ticket. Cops do that often. He goes, yeah, but Clint, you're held to a higher standard. That's what I thought about 4.30 in the morning. Like a lunatic. It drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. The standard. And I know a lot of people listening to this are going to be like, what's wrong with you? Of course you're going to get a ticket, and of course you deserve a ticket. I know I deserve a ticket. Everybody deserves a ticket, right? You always deserve a ticket every time you get into a vehicle. My aunt got a ticket because she forgot her driver's license at home, and a cop gave her a ticket. Okay, clean driving record. I think that's stupid. No driver's license. You don't have it with you. You get a ticket. But it pissed me off. It pissed me off thinking about that story. And what pissed me off even more are these bosses that they think they have the right to bully you with that comment. You're held to a higher standard. A standard they don't even hold to. None of them do. No, well, I'm sure some do. But none that I've really met, That none that are popping in my head. Are they really holding themselves to the higher standard? Because I've seen a lot of shitty things. When you call my constable a shit show, he's a real shit show. What's that? You have no right saying that about him. If you're going to hold me to a higher standard, you've got to hold yourself to a higher standard. A little while, it was either after that, before that, I can't remember, but I went to a house party. At my inspector's house. He's drunker than a skunk. He's drunk. And we're talking. I think I say something about, like, I need to get home. And he goes, uh, you know, don't worry about it. I'll give you a ride home. He's going to drive me home. And I kind of went, like, he's joking, right? I said, you're not going to give me a ride home. And he goes, I'll give you a ride home. Pretty weird, isn't it? He didn't give me a ride home. I didn't let him. He wanted to give me a ride home held to a higher standard? The guy that's punishing me? Wants to drive drunk. Possibly kill me and him. Maybe, you know, I'm... I don't know. You can look at it that way. So it was nice being retired... And I can let that part go. I don't know if it's ac- exactly working out for me. Because it's been kind of a weird summer that I'm going to talk about in September. 
But part of it, it's nice to be free of the complete bullshit. The complete hell to the higher standard bullshit. It's out of my life. Even though I oddly kind of miss part of it, which is strange. That was a long story about higher standard and I apologize for that. Subscribe to my channel. <laughs> hey, oh, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. I wasn't going to tell you, but I'm going to tell you something. There's some things I want to talk about tonight. Today. Do you guys know what the MPF is? It's the union. It's the RCMP union. And they do these videos. There's a ton of videos online. It's called Beyond? Behind, Behind the Badge? It's called Behind the Badge. And they interview members various topics they ask them different questions i really liked the opportunities that the rcmp were providing some of the most rewarding parts of policing in communities like this i'm really loving my current job and being the watch commander for eight constables and they contacted me and they asked me if I would do an interview with them. And at first I'm like, no, I got nothing to say. Like, why would you want to interview me? And I said, what the hell do I got to lose? So they interviewed me. It's going to come out later. They gave me a small clip that I can show you. So here it is. Here's a small clip of my interview with the MPF. I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? I forgot the question. One night, me and the wife, we were sitting at home and we were having a great night. We were having a great night with the kids and it was just a great night. And she decided to make a pie. And I love pies. Who doesn't love pies? But she decided to make a apple pie. And I hate apples. And she knows that. I can't stand apples. She knows I hate apples. Who puts apples inside of a pie? So it upset me. I love rhubarb. Why wouldn't she make a rhubarb pie? She knows I love rhubarb. We have rhubarb growing all over the back lawn. And I hate to say it. Obviously I was justified. Obviously I was justified to be angered over the fact that she has done this to me. It was a trigger. She knew it would trigger. But it's what I did next that made me think that maybe there's something up with me. When the pie came out of the oven, I took that pie. I sat down on the couch and I ate that pie in its entirety. While it was burning hot, it was burning down my throat. Just to show her, to prove to her 
Why would you? Why would you make me apple pie? I don't know. I even licked the plate. I licked the plate. I, I took up the plate and I licked it. Still bugs me to today. She picked the apple from our apple tree. Have you ever seen our apples hanging from our tree? She could have went down to the grocery store and bought brand new apples. But she chose, and you know what that told me? It told me that I was the bad apple. Rotten to the core. I don't know. That's when I knew I might have a problem. I was sick for a week, but I had to prove my point. Don't ever make me apple pie. What's that?